Blog Talk Radio.
In the name of Amen, the Supreme, the All-Powerful, one and only true Lord, and Amen, we trust, as the Republican intellect, the real 144,000 is being gathered in this day and time, the mentalists, the Amen race, the bright race. Good evening, I'm your host, Intellectual Nita Minkaris, this is Mentalect Radio, and tonight we're going to be discussing the prison system and the plantation system. Is the prison system and the plantation system the same? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. And um, for a lot of you guys who are locked up in jail and, you know, I'm going to give you, and you guys, people who out, those of you who been locked in jail, you know the difference, especially those of you who have to do that hard labor that they give you to do in those rural areas where the state and whatever corporation hires you so-called uh, prisoners Right, hires you so-called prisoners out to do work for the for the uh, city that you are incarcerated under. It's called it's called paying your debt to society. Right, paying your debt to society you owe. Right, and whatever job they have you doing, they get to get payment from you off of you, and you get next to nothing, if anything. Well, you get a little few pennies and whatnot, you know, like y'all do in jail, y'all get some money in your commissary that you, of course, you turn around and get right back to the people that own the company that you, where you buy your commissary, buying the snacks and goodies and all the stuff you, you guys act like, like y'all in damn heaven with y'all little snacks and goodies that y'all eat in y'all cell, like y'all in a damn sleepaway camp somewhere. Niggas talking about your commissary. That's the same thing as canteen in a sleepaway camp. Y'all take your money that I'll think about it. I take your money that you get from the so-called white man for doing prison jobs because the same way on the print and the plantation, it's the same way on the plantation as it was in the prison. You see, the prisoners are needed to run the prison. The prisoners run the prison. And when I say they run the prison, what I mean is they keep the prison clean, they serve the food, they clean, they cook, they do everything under the watchful eye, of course, of the correction officer. You know, they do everything. They work in the library. They do all this stuff that's needed to maintain the prison, cleaning it, uh, uh, um, you know, doing whatever, whatever needs to be done, maintaining it, right? Anything that the prison needs to be maintained, they do it. The only thing the correction officers are there for is to break up fights and make sure people don't try to escape or get too wild and things like that. Because, see, when you're a prisoner, you know, you are – Considered property of the state Your property of the state You see Like how, how the guy Beanie Siegel called his crew State property When these Negroes was locked up See he know And the sad thing about that is They think that's something to be proud of You niggas commit crimes And you go to jail You just sign up to be a slave for the white man That's all you're going to be a slave for his system That's the same way with the um, You do know the slaves ran the plantation. Same way the, the prisoners run the prison. It's the same thing. They make you do all the labor. Now, you guys in, like, the city jails and things like that, they make it seem like, oh, well, I do lay around. I don't be doing no work. And this, that, and third, I don't do no work, blah, 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 right? But you guys, when you go upstate, they all make sure you got to have a job. They're going to start making that mandatory. You ain't going to be able to sit around and do nothing. You're going to have to do a job, whether it's work in the kitchen, 
whether it's mopping the floors, whatever it is, it's going to be free labor. And you're going to have to pick that job. You're going to have to do a job. And you're living in the prison for nothing. Like I said, and don't let it be one of southern prisons where you got to be down south and you got to be actually in the in there digging out, uh, actually working, uh, like I put in that picture. And, of course, some white correction officer, a.k.a. overseer, is on the horse watching you niggas work. And you white ones, too. They watching y'all do the work, you see. They'll have y'all, they'll have you in the uh, uh, machine shop, you know, uh, uh, maybe if you got some mechanical skills, you'll be fixing the vehicles for the um, prison. They'll have you in there doing that. You're going to work for them. You're going to serve them. That's the whole point of having you as a slave and having you as a prisoner because, like I said, on the plantation, this is why they were so hard on the slaves, and this is why they beat the slaves half to death or killed them if they tried to run away because if the slaves got away, Nobody was going to maintain the plantation. The white man couldn't maintain the plantation. He couldn't do it. That's why when um, when it was escaped like that or whenever there was a um, – when the war came, that um, the Union – the um, was it the um, the uh, revolution – was the Revolutionary War? Not the Revolutionary War. What was that? The um, the war where they um, – the war where they um, – the Civil War, excuse me, the Civil War, right? When the Civil War came – Right? What was the Civil War about? They was fighting for their right to maintain their civilization because civil is short for civilization. They were they were fighting for their right. The people in the South was were fighting for their right to maintain their civilization, which was built on slavery. Because without slavery, there could be no plantations. I told you how the plantations were started. The plantation system was started from black people. Black people were farming and planting everything in the land since we've been here from the beginning. They, we've been here before before the white man came here, before the Mongoloid Indians came here. We are the real ancient Americans, the real Native Americans, the Mesoamericans. So when we were planting everything in the land from cotton to corn to whatever, all the, um, all of the uh, foods and things we planted here in the ground, like I said, they basically came and just took our land and forced us to build houses for them, plantations, because we knew how to do that. And they basically, we were skilled labor, and they basically met us plant on the plantations and work the plantations, because we're the only ones who know how to work the land, build on the land. So all they did was make us do that at gunpoint. Sound familiar? Sound familiar? They just basically forced you to work for them. That's all. Do what you've been doing, but you're just going to do it for them now. You see, it's the same system. It's the same setup, which is, which blows my mind about how you Negroes sit up here and you want to commit any type of crime. Why would you want to commit any crime and risk going to jail? I don't give a damn how bad money is. I'm not going to go to jail and be no slave for no goddamn Caucasian system. Y'all, that's what you niggas sign up for. That's what you sign up for. You sign up to be slaves in the Caucasian system to the day you die. That's what you sign up for. And they degrade you by locking you in a little cell with somebody else. That's slave quarters. That's slave quarters. So for all you thugs, all you tough guys who brag about being in the joint and being in there, you niggas was in slave quarters. And you was being holed out, holed out by the so-called um, white man and his, and, his, uh, and his penile system. You was being holed out. Especially, like I said, if you niggas is down south and whatnot, they got you out there doing anything from putting out damn forest fires like they had the black woman. And how out there in California putting out for the black women prisoners, they was out there putting out forest fires, brush fires, 
that could have killed them. They don't got no firefighting experience. They, put, they just they ain't give a damn. They just put some fire uniforms on them and gave them a hole and told them, have at it. Had you out there oh, fixing, growing crops, everything, picking and picking cotton. White man on a damn horse overseeing you. You see? That's 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 what that's your prison system. It's not it's no different than it's no different than the plantation system. Like I said, they was hard on the slaves and they beat the slaves and damn they killed them because they didn't want to discourage other slaves from running away. And I told you before, the whole thing of the uh uh police and whatnot came from the slave catchers. The whole thing of the penitentiaries and the police and all that came from the slave catchers. You see? Because not only did they catch slaves that ran away, they would go out and catch slaves and go get slaves and bring them back, and they would be paid by their master to bring back slaves. Kidnap people, snatch people off the street. Uh, it might be a few towns where it would be some free black people running around. They grab them by gunpoint and take them to the plantations. That's how that happened. Okay? And then after slavery was over, right, supposedly, they had what was called. They had a lot. Of, they made a lot. They still was like they didn't give a damn what the slaves was over. You had them telling, you know, setting up. And next thing you know, they becoming police officers and whatnot, or uh, 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 sheriffs and whatnot. And they just go out and hunt black people. They they just did it under the guise of being sheriffs and police officers. They were still the same slave catchers. The slave catchers became the police, the sheriff, and all this other stuff. And they would just go out and continue what they was doing, but with a damn badge on. You see. The slave patrol was your first police department, the slave patrol, to stop the slaves from running away, you see. Because, like I said, if the slaves ran away, they had the plantations would go under. The white men would go go under. They couldn't, they couldn't work that, and they sure couldn't get white people to work that. Because, like I said, they, like I said, it was hard back-breaking work. A lot of the stuff they had them doing, they wasn't just picking cotton. They was out there tilling the land. Growing crops, and that's something that has to till the land and grow the crops from the land that was once yours. You got to till and grow for these Caucasians, for these crackers. You got to till for them. You got to slave for them. Like I said, it blows my mind how you so-called black men sit up here and, and act like it's a badge of honor to go to jail. You niggas are stupid, man. You niggas are simple-minded. You, 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 it's a badge of honor to go in jail and cut up and stab another so-called black man in the, like on the damn plantation. That's that's all you're doing. You handing yourself over into slavery because they have this law, I think, where it says if I forget whether what, it's in the Constitution, one of these one of these laws of the beast, where he said, you know, if you if you commit a crime, then you basically have given up your freedom and you have become uh you you have become like a uh, uh I forget like a slave or something like that. You've given up basically your freedom once you commit a crime. Now, when the slaves were on the plantation. They made the, the slave masters made a point in le- making them think that they committed some kind of crime by being born so-called black people, being that you was cursed. They always tried to make it seem like always oh, a reason. This is a punishment for you receiving this treatment from us. This is a curse because of your dark skin. And, and then they try to make up some bullshit out of the Bible about why you cursed and why you why why we doing this to you and stuff like that. Why we why we treating you like this. When it was just all about profit and control and taking from people who had, from people who have, who had and taking from people who have not, that's what they did. Their wealth and their riches is built on your backs. You see, they created a system, organized a system 
that was based on well, building wealth off of your backs. Slaves, working people are the money. You represent the money. You see, paper and things like that, that's just, like I said, that's just a mere, that's a form, that's how you say a formality, right? Where they give you paper, which could call currency, but the slave is the, just like the prisoner, the slave, the prisoner, the body is where the value is. That's where the value is, the body. You being a slave is the value because they can constantly work you forever. You die. You see, so you will work a lot of money. That's why they didn't want to let you go. Same thing in jail. They can, you, 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 you represent a dollar sign. Your physical body, you being physically in jail represents a dollar sign. You see, that's why these states, they would rather keep you alive and put you to death. That's why they'll keep serial killers alive and lock them up forever. And because, like I said, that they get more money for the for the convicts and things they house. They get more money. So if you a dead convict means no money from the federal government. So they'll pass a sentence and let them just stay in jail for life. You see, feed them three feed them three hot meals and three hots in the cot and whatnot. Because like I said, they get money from that. You represent a bond. As a bond man, as a bond woman, bondage. When you're locked in jail, that's bondage. When you're locked in slavery and you can't leave and you got people telling you if you leave, we're going to kill you. You better work for us or we're going to kill you. You didn't commit no crime. You just you you just better work for us. But in your, our mind, we're going to just say that you committed a crime. Just being being a so-called black man, how dare you be a, safe, a so-called black man and walk, and walk around free? You're supposed to serve us. That's what they were putting in your head. And I said this in Mesoamerican, I said they had to make sure they separated the, when they kidnapped our people and then they made the so-called black man breed with the black woman, the so-called black woman, they would keep the babies. They would nurse, have the women nurse the babies until they were, then they would sell them. That's how they created a slave, a, a, a plantation or a slave, a, a, a slave race. They were trying to create a slave race. I care a race of slaves by breeding them in captivity. By breeding our people in a plantation setting, they were trying to create a slave race because if you raise people to be slaves, then you ain't got to worry about them fighting you. You ain't got to be worrying about them because they're going to figure that's the way of life. That's just how it is. That's why they didn't want the parent, fathers, and mothers raising the children. They just take them right away so they can start programming them early to be slaves. So you ain't got, they ain't got to know about where they came from. They ain't got to know anything. It's how low down and stinking these people are, how degenerate they are. And to this day, this system works off of what they did. This system is the foundation of this. That system, that slave system, and that prison system, that penal system is the foundation of this society. The ability to lock up and house people and force them to work. Now, on the other side of it, for you people that commit crimes, for you people to go out here and rob and steal and sell drugs and rape, I think you deserve to be locked in jail. I think you deserve to be slaves. I think you deserve slave label, if not death. I'm going to just be real with you. I think you do deserve it. If you a damn gangbanger and you out here shooting up our neighborhood and making our neighborhood bad, I think you do belong in prison. I think you do need to be out here uh, um, picking cotton and picking, growing corn for the white man. Since you love him so much, since you love him more than you love us. Because you commit these crimes so that you can go out here and give your money to him for jewelry, for cars, for clothes. Since you love him so much, you should go serve him openly. 
and get out of our neighborhoods. You see, we're trying to have some sort of decency about ourselves as a people. We don't need low-level black trash driving, driving our people down. Low-level black trash who here to serve the white man, you cowardly-ass niggas, man. Who think it, like I said, who think it's something, who think it's something that you're something special by committing crimes. You think it's something special by you going to jail. You don't feel as though you got to be out in the world for your children, for your family and things like that. You, you, you bragging on going to jail, being a career criminal, being locked up for 20 years, 30 years and whatnot, basically being a slave. See, the only ones, the only ones they let, the only ones they, they don't bother with is like the Italian mafia guys and whatnot. These guys can sit around all day and eat and lounge on. They don't make them do no work. They don't make them do no work. You see, and they know they organize criminals and whatnot. They don't make them do no work. They treat them better than you niggas in jail. You see, because that's their people. Regardless of the fact that they commit crimes, that's still their people. You see, you, on the other hand, you are not their people. And like I said, they can't wait to put you through the system. They can't wait to violate you. They can't wait to have you go into a penal system slash plantation system where they basically own your ass. They're gonna tell you where you can live, how long you can that you can live that you you won't get to live in a cage. You know what I'm saying you can't. They're gonna tell you how long you get to live in there. Everything you gonna you gotta die in a damn cell. This is this is the this is what you get. This is what you get. And like I said on the plantation, they always try to make it tell the slaves that, you know, uh, uh, this is your punishment, this is your curse, and, you know, when you die and go to heaven, that's when you're going to, get, you know, you're going to be in heaven and all this other shit. But, you know, right now you got to go through this and whatnot. You got to obey your master and all this other bullshit they tell you. And a lot of y'all still think like that. A lot of y'all still have that ingrained in your head. It's in your head secretly, you see. A lot of you think, a lot of y'all deep down inside feel as though, you know, you, you're worthy of being punished by white people. A lot of you feel as though you're worthy of being punished. You're worthy of being punched down on by white people. You know how you know that? Because, like I said, whenever they racist against you, whenever they treat you a certain kind of way, when they disrespect you, y'all seem not to have no problem with that. None whatsoever. You never seem to have a problem with that. Let a so-called black person to you. You had to kill. You had to maim. You had to beat somebody up. You had to go all out. You had to turn into the damn incredible Hulk. But when it comes to so-called white people, you feel as though you deserve the treatment you get from them. You think they're worthy to treat you like garbage, and you think of yourselves as garbage. Even your women definitely do the same thing because, like I said, after slavery, after everything our people been through here in the society, the fact that you even want to deal with these people, lay with these people, that says something about you as a people. That says something to you as, uh, about you as a people. You see, that you're not in your right state of mind. You are in a slave mind. You're in a prisoner mindset. You're in that prison mindset. And even after slavery, they used to come up with these bogus, that, they start that, that damn uh, sharecropping nonsense where they come up with these numbers and these figures about what you owe and just basically trying to keep you on the plantation working for them. They did all kinds of stuff. Old people at gunpoint, they had people in slavery holding them at gunpoint. They didn't give a damn what the Constitution or whatever they said. They had people up in the damn 40s and 50s in certain places still in slavery. They didn't know there was no freedom. 
They don't talk about that. They had people in slavery in Louisiana, people who was, who they never left off the damn plantation and whatnot. They kept them working after slavery, all the way up into the, into the 20s and the 30s. You see? The stuff like this right here, and people never knew the difference. They, they, they kept being raised the same way, kept working for these people, you know, uh, thinking they owned by these people. And they know slavery was over. That's how dirty and rotten these people are. How filthy these people are. How degenerate these people are. And you want to be like them. You want to act like them. You want to lay with them. You see? You want to forgive them. There's no forgiveness. There's no forgiveness for something as degenerate as that. There's no forgiveness for nothing as filthy as that. There's no reparation that can be. There's no number of. There's no money that can be given for that. There's no money for that. You see? But you know why y'all don't think that way? A lot of you, because a lot of you have that slave mentality. A lot of you have that because to have a criminal mind is to have a slave mind. I'm going to just be real with it. A criminal mentality is the same as a slave mentality. Why do I say that? Because the criminal will always eventually go up under the captor. The criminal will always go up under the captor, which is the police or the law enforcement system. They will always... It's like going to Las Vegas and thinking you're going to win at the damn crap table or whatever the case may be. No, you, it's not designed for you to win. It's designed for you to lose your money. It might let you win a few times, but like I said, it's designed for you to lose. They don't stay in Vegas by having people win. They stay in business by having people lose. And you, the more you lose, the more money they make. That's how they stay in business. It's the same thing with the prison system. They're not trying to rehabilitate you. They want you to come back. You see, they're not trying to rehabilitate you. They're just like the, the slave masters wasn't trying to tell the slave, oh, you ain't free. You, free. you don't work for me no more. They wouldn't try to do that. And like I said, a lot of you, y'all got a criminal mindset, which is a slave mentality. Because there's no such thing as uh, successful criminals. Either one or two things going to happen. Either they're going to get caught or they're going to die. Somebody's going to kill them on the street trying to take something from them or whatever the case may be. Nobody's going to uh, – these people are not going to be able to escape that justice, that so-called justice from the beast. They're not going to escape that. A lot of them are in that mindset of being servants, being criminals unto the system. Because when you when you're a criminal, everything you do is basically to serve the beast. If you out here selling drugs, who do you think let the drugs in here to be sold in your neighborhoods? So they don't care if you sell drugs. They want you to sell drugs. They want you to ball out of control and, and buy million dollar houses and Mercedes Benzes because they know who they know you selling the drugs and they just watching you accumulate all this all this material stuff. They just watching and watching and watching and they just waiting to swoop down and come in and bust your ass. That's what they wait to do. They they just wait and let you get all trapped up, let you get all that money together, and then they're going to come in and take it all from you. You see, that's all they're going to do with They'll let you, they'll, they'll smile right in your face. They'll, they'll sit up here. Somebody done told on you already. You see? All right. Okay. All right. So they, it's all the same thing. 
It's all the same system. Trust and know it's all the same system. They're not, like I said, you're gonna they they're gonna make sure that you serve the system and again. They tried to they tried to criminalize the slaves. I'm gonna show you how they tried to criminalize the slaves. See, they they tried to make the slaves seem like they were prisoners instead of instead of uh, uh, um, kidnappees, as they say, those who were kidnapped. See, a prisoner. I want you to think about this now. A prisoner means two, one of two things. A prisoner means that you're being in prison. It could be mean, it means that you're being in prison for breaking the crime. And a prisoner also means that you are being held hostage against your will. That's a prisoner. Notice that a prisoner can either be held hostage against their will or you can be in prison for breaking the law. You see, they really mean in a lot of these um, in slavery, when they called, they really saw the slaves as prisoners. You see, they saw you as prisoners, like as if you broke the law. Even to this day, when they talk about Nat Turner, they make it seem like, and they had, I told you the first time I heard about Nat Turner, I read about him in a criminal, in a crime book. You know, I read about Nat Turner in a crime book. They called Nat Turner a criminal. Nat Turner was considered a criminal. And why was Nat Turner considered a criminal? Because he took up arms and killed slave masters and killed their children and killed the women and killed the people that were enslaving him. How, how is he a criminal? I don't understand how Nat Turner was a criminal for killing people that forced it, that held him hostage, people that were holding him hostage and abusing him and his people. How was he a criminal? How was he a criminal for people who held him hostage and was abusing his people? You were being held hostage. Our people were being held hostage by these Caucasians. We were kidnapped and held hostage. You see? We were prisoners of these people. And what is uh, usually you got prisoners who people were prisoners of war because a lot of times when the white man would come and try to fight our people and take our land, a lot of our people fought back, and some of our people got killed and they got taken as prisoners of war, a.k.a. slaves. That's really another way how slavery started. Some of our people banged out with them and killed them and kept them back. Some of our people kept their land, fought for their land and whatnot. Some of our people was able to um, beat them back. Some of them had to leave their land behind if they killed them because you know they wasn't going to stop coming until they took the land. So that's a lot about how slavery came to play. They were taking our people hostage, man, as prisoners. You see? And they, and when I said they said Nat Turner was a criminal, why again was Nat Turner considered? Because if Nat Turner was a white man and he killed and he killed his his uh, captives, or he was in some place where where he was um, being held hostage and he killed his captives, then he would be considered a hero. Why is Nat Turner not considered a hero? Why is he considered a criminal? Because the so-called white man who writes these books, these Caucasians write these books, they really view slavery. As a just system, they they view it as a just system of people who were forcibly made to work, but they try to make it seem as though they were some sort of prisoners or captives, or that that they did something wrong to deserve that. They try to make it seem like they did something wrong to deserve that. You know, Nat Turner, they 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 demonize Nat Turner for wanting to be a free man. Wanting to be a free man in his country, he's a he's he's dangerous for him not wanting to serve white people and work for them and slave for them. Something was wrong with him. You see, this is the thinking of these people. This is the sick thinking of these people. 
when the ones who really supposed to have that attitude is you so-called black people. You're supposed to have that attitude with the so-called white men. They're supposed to be serving us. We ain't supposed to be serving them. See, they're supposed to serve us. That's what they hold point, pick point of being here, to serve us, serve man. And who is man? Man is our man. That's who they're supposed to serve. We ain't supposed to serve them. We ain't supposed to really work for them or do anything for them. Labor. None of the stuff we're supposed to do with them. But y'all do that because I don't have any pride. You don't have any, uh, uh, um, you don't have any um, uh, self-respect. So when you don't have any pride, when you don't have any self-respect, when you feel as though, you know, you could just do and be whatever and just, you know, people can violate you, you see, because, like I said, it didn't do any good that you so-called black men, those so-called black men back there didn't stick together. You see, they didn't stick together and just make a vow, a, a, a vow to just kill and just keep killing. You see, because had they done that, slavery would have been over a lot faster. They would have killed and kept burning down the plantation, just kept killing and not singing and dancing, all that dumb shit they would do when they lost a lot of time when they would and start making noise and making all them freedom cries when they would go out and kill. Nah, man. Like I said, they didn't work together. They weren't strategic. They didn't work together. This is why the system is the way it is because they had they they like I said they ran the plantation. Black people ran the plantation, meaning did the uh, daily work. The white man just oversaw them, but the so-called black people ran the plantations. They was growing the food. They was doing all of the gardening, whatever needed to be done. They was doing whatever was needed to be done on the plantation, working with the animals. They wasn't just picking no damn cotton. That's a lie. Doing the carpentry work, doing the housework, cleaning up, cooking, doing all that, running the plantation, taking care of these people. And, and of course, of course, oh, don't, don't, don't forget you know, or the, or the, the white men come down and rape your woman. Your woman belonged to him. Your children belonged to him. He can molest your children if he wanted to, all of this. This is what they had to live under. You see, it's the same thing pretty much in the prison system. With the white man, he, 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 what they put you through to, to see your family. Your woman got to be taking her damn clothes off. Going up, they got to be searching, touching all over her and whatnot, basically groping your wife, groping your woman, um, 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 searching your children. This is what they got to go through to see you, you see. And, of course, when you black men go on a visit, then you come back from the visit, you got to strip butt-ass naked and bend down, squat over and open up your ass and do all this stuff, like how, the, like how they had you on the plantation block. That's what they had you doing. Like, basically, how they got you doing when you, when like, almost the same Mock thing is like how they have you athletes doing. You standing up in your underwear on a damn auction block, and none of y'all said nothing about that. And these white males are looking at you with your damn shirts off and in your underwear, like y'all damn, like y'all a bunch of racehorses. See, this is this is this is what you're dealing with today. This is what you're dealing with today. They humiliate you because, like I said, the beast always looks at you, and he hates you, and he feels as though you should be in captivity. They feel that you are too powerful to be walking the streets. They want you in captivity, and that has not changed, whether it be on the plantation they want you in captivity or in prison, either or. 
They want you. And if they could bring back slavery and have black people go for it, they would. But because they can't bring back slavery, they just figured they would give you a more advanced version of it and call it something else. And that's called the prison system. That's called the prison system. You see, the so-called white man, he didn't like having white males out there working on chain gangs. They didn't like that it bothered them to have white men out there, white males out there working on chain gangs, doing hard labor. They didn't like seeing that. They wanted some niggas out there doing hard labor. They wanted some black males out there doing hard labor. You see, they wanted you out there sleeping like in that movie Life. Remember that movie Life with Eddie Murphy and um, and Martin Lawrence, that movie Life, where they basically spent um, over 40 years of their life in jail. They basically became old men in jail for a crime they didn't commit, and they had to do hard labor, right? And the only reason they got out of jail, they had to, they did, I think they tried to escape or they ended up escaping. You know, and then they had to, some good white men basically uh, got them out of jail. Here they, they spent the rest of their life. They spent their life in jail. Became old men in jail. And you know, that was one that that was one that was one of the most heavy movies Eddie Murphy did because they would do black men like the so called black men like that. Hell, making you sit up here and serve your life doing being a slave. That's like that's the same thing as locking you up in prison. Sentencing you for nothing, just making up things. And they would do this too. They would go when they would see, you know, black men in the twenties and the thirties. Oh, you a vagrant? Oh, you got five dollars, boy? What you doing out here? Oh, you know, you don't come. I think you committed a crime. Come with me. Next thing you know, you doing five years on the chain gang. That's how. And they and, and of course, while you working, that's how they built the damn state up. A lot of these states got built up by slave by prison labor. A lot of their southern states got built up by prison labor. That's who was doing the prison labor. The same people that was doing the slave labor, you see. So they that so they mindset is they're gonna use you in one way, shape, or form. And the reason why it was there was a, a lot of racism uh, uh after slavery with Jim Crow is because a lot of them Caucasians were angry and southern whites was mad because, you know, after the Civil War happened. They lost a lot of their property. They didn't have nobody, no more slaves to work the property. You saying they didn't have no more slaves to work the property. They lost a lot of money. A lot of these men died. Good. I'm like good. You see, they lost a lot of property. Lost a lot of money and things like that. And they lost a lot of status. And a lot of them became broken. You know, they went back to zero, like how they was back in Europe. And they and they basically from that day on, from, since black people wanted to be free, so-called black people wanted to be free. This is what made them hate black people because they blame black people for them losing their fortune. They blame black people for uh, not wanting to be slaves. How dare you not want to serve us? That's really what they're angry about. That's why they still walk around with their goddamn funky-ass Confederate flags because they wish they wish that slavery would come back. They wish that the uh, Confederacy would come back with black men with slaves up under them and they could rape your woman every time they want to. That's why a lot of these southern white males get you black females because they want to have they want to do their little slave play. A lot of these southern white males that's passed down from their fathers, their grandfather, they tell them, yeah, these niggas, these niggas ain't this, and these niggas ain't that, nigga this and nigga that. You ain't never did nothing to them, so you ask yourself, what is they hate for? What do they hate you for? You should hate them if anything. If anybody should hate anybody, you should hate them. You should want to see their fucking death as a race. You should want to see them erased as a race, but y'all don't feel that way. You don't feel that way. 
because they hate you because you refuse to stay in bondage. They hate the fact that you're walking around free out here. They hate that. The white police, a lot of white race police, they hate the fact that you're not in a cage locked up, that they can't just take you off the street and lock you up. And the southern white people are angry that they that they just can't they can't go back to plantation day where they can go down there and rape your woman, rape your children if they want to kill your children, use them alligator bait or abuse you. They mad the hell. They still mad they can't they they want to get back to calling you niggas to your face. They got their children up there telling why we can't say the N word. Why you think they want to? Why you think they want to? You see. Because it was bred in them by their parents and their grandparents and their great great grandparents. They angry over the fact that they ain't got their slave money no more. They ain't got their niggas doing what they niggas working for them no more. They still mad about that. That's really what the Ku Klux Klan was about. That's what they still mad that you niggas are free. That they can't get their slave money no more. That they can't have a black woman whatever they want to. They can't molest your children. They can't get you to worship white Jesus. Even though a lot of y'all still worship white Jesus. Even though a lot of you black females are still bed wenches for these white males. And a lot of you know that they're looking at you like a bed wench, like a damn slave. And y'all still want to cater that y'all sick just like they sick. You just as sick as they are. You see, the sickness of the slave masters the same mental illness as the slave, man. Y'all sick. Because y'all actually believe you did something wrong. You actually believe, a lot of you believe that you did something worth punishing. And the thing, when you do something that is worth punishing, you want to believe that you don't deserve to be punished. When you do things, degenerate things, like I hear a lot of you niggas always talking about, oh, you know, oh, see, I mean, I only did this and I only did that. But why I get this much time? Why the white man didn't get that much? First and foremost, you ain't supposed to be committing no crimes. You're not supposed to be committing any crimes. You're not supposed to be going through the penal system. You're not supposed to be going through the uh, uh, prison into a prison system where they're gonna de- where they're gonna basically uh, um, reduce you to a little boy. You gotta sleep on a damn bunk bed like you like you damn ten years old. You gotta sleep on a damn bunk bed and a funky ass little cell. This is this is the life. This is the life they got you living. And and bad enough and and, and then bad enough they they sit up here and make your life a living hell. And I'm gonna say this also. A lot of them booty goons, them booty goons, them, them prison, them prison um, homosexuals. A lot of those gangs are created in the jail by the prison, by the by the so-called white man to go out here and rape a lot of you black men. They was doing that in in, uh, in, in the black in the prison where they were black men. They would get them to get together in a damn homosexual gang, and they would tell them they would guards would send them at certain con so certain inmates, black inmates, who they figured. You know, it was uppity, and they would send these niggas to rape you. And they did that on the plantation, too. You got a pack of niggas out here raping men. They was helping the white men. See, a lot of them, y'all don't want to deal with that. Just like I told you, they don't tell you about the black men, the black males that helped the white boys that kill Emmett Till. They don't tell you about that. They don't tell you about the white males they use, the, the, the black males, the black males that helped the um, white boys kill Emmett Till. They don't tell you about that. See? So a lot of you people are complicit in that. Look that up. Look at the black males that helped the white more, white men, white boys kill Emmett Till. It was black men that was there that helped drag that boy out of his house. You see? 
just like you had so-called black people who will sit up here and capitulate, and next thing you know, they will go along with whatever the so-called white man said because they're thinking about themselves. They're not thinking about, you know what, I can't do this to my people. They're not thinking like that. And and they mind in your in their mind you're not their people. It's all every man for himself. It's an individual thing. But they don't realize this is how this is why the so-called white man is in power because he don't think that way. When they went against each other, and they, and that was a time, you know, where they was fighting against each other. That was the best time for the so-called black man. A lot of them did. Black man ran off while they was fighting on, on, the, on the plantation, and a lot of the slave masters out there fighting. And whatnot with their sons, or some sometimes they they sons be killed off in the dam, and that's another thing. Sometimes they son would be killed off in the plantation, and uh, in the, in the um in the uh, civil war, their sons would be killed off. The father would be killed off, and the father might have a son, have a child, a mulatto, a gray with with a slave woman. You know they'll give the property to the mulatto. They gave the property to the mulatto, but he had to declare himself white. And he had to get a white wife. You see, that's where a lot of that brown paper bag gray shit come from. Because a lot of them, a lot of them, a lot of those uh, uh, slave owners, they had uh, um, they had um, children with the slave women, and a lot of their their white children got killed off or died off during the um, during the Civil War, and they would just give the land over to their uh, um, um, their um, gray's children and to their to give it over to the children. They had to declare themselves to be white, and they had to get with a white woman, which they did. Which they did. That's why, if you look at a lot of these southern white people, you'll see some of them got like a. You could tell they got a tinge of bronze in them. They got a tinge of bronze in them. You know, and they let them keep the property and things like that. And, and you'll find, and you, and if you go deep enough, you'll find a lot of these uh, uh, males. They, cause they they gonna tell you, oh, and a lot of these Caucasian males that oh, this guy skipped these. Oh, we found a lot of these Caucasian males is related to black. These Caucasians are related to black people here in the society. Well, why does he say that? How does he say that? That's because of what I just told you. A lot of mixing was going on there. A lot of you know, uh, uh, grays fathered children with Caucasian women. A lot of Women who were in bondage, they were carrying the children of slave masters. I told you that's how Howard University got started. Howard University got started when white male politicians who was having sex with black female slaves, because they had slaves, they was having sex with their black female slaves, and they would have they would have these mulatto children, and they started the school. They let the school Howard be started to educate their mulatto children in 1867, just two years after slavery ended, supposedly. So I really need to know your history and know how history is being repeated, how history is repeating itself, how the plantation system is still going along as and masquerading as the prison system. Now it's just another form of slavery. And you sign up for this. You so-called black men sign up for this when you out here committing crimes. You give yourself to the beast. Mind, body, and Spirit, you give yourself to him because either you out here, because either you out here committing crimes to get him his money, so you can get all the Louis and the Gucci and the and the BMWs and the Beamers. That's just a, you just a slave on another level. 
you just a slave on another level. You selling drugs to your people so that you can get Louis and Gucci and BMWs and Mercedes. So you a slave not just on that you a slave on that level because you risking you risking going to jail and risking your life out here selling drugs just to buy their stuff, to give it right back to them for material possession. That's what you that's what you're risking your life for. And when they catch you, they really gonna make a slave out of you. When they put you in that prison for 15, 20 years, they're going to really have you, have that you if they don't put you in there for the rest of your life. So they really want to put you in there for the rest of your life. They really want you in bondage for the rest of your life. You see, especially down south. See, hate is bred in them Caucasians down south because, like I said, they have, they're going to have a perpetual hate for you in North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, all them places where their great-grandparents them owned slaves. Where they was mad that the union uh, that the um, that the union came and destroyed the Confederacy supposedly and kept the union together and took all the slaves and and, and brought slavery to an end. That, they want they want things to go back to the way they was. They want things to go back to the way they was where they had you so-called black men in slavery. That's why a lot of them go and get them correction officer jobs and police jobs so they can go and just abuse you so-called black men. They can abuse you because they, they think back, well, damn, it was a time where I owned you niggas. It was a time my people owned your people. They love saying that. They love saying that. And trust me, they it's still in their mind, especially when they go after you so-called black women, but y'all too stupid to see that. You too dumb to see that, that that's always in their mind. There's no such thing as a post-racial society. There's no such thing. We're going to take a little bit of a break. And uh, what I want to play, there's some Woody, Woody uh, show. We'll be right back.
I know a lot, like I said, a lot of you people think just because you're not the one that heavy label, a lot of you guys in jail, lifting weights and working out and doing all this stuff. Why you guys think that, oh, uh, you know, I'm not no slave. I'm in jail. I'm on Bill Rikers Island. I might be up north. Or I ain't doing no work and blah, 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 and whatever the case may be. You know, don't you know, just, just having you there locked up in jail is symbolic of slavery. They'll keep you in jail, right, just for the symbolism of it. Y'all understand that they'll keep you so-called black men in jail just for the symbolism of it. Remember I said in the early 1800s, 1900s, and things like that going into the early 20th century, the majority of people that were in jail were Caucasians. White people was locked up in jail. White males were locked up in jail. All right? They were the ones going to jail. Black men were not going to jail. It was them that you could find them in the penitentiaries up in uh, uh, Sing Sing and Danham, all them places. It didn't start getting black until maybe like the 40s and the 50s. You start seeing so-called black men being locked up because, you know, they didn't want the prison population to look like white men. The powers that be that run the penal system, the Caucasians, they did not want the prison system looking like white men. They didn't want the, they didn't want white men uh, uh, filling or being the face of crime in the society. They wanted black people being black men in particular to be the face of crime. They wanted black men. They kept they kept like I said they kept um, locking up white men, putting them to death. And they said after a while we got to stop this. We got to shift the tide some kind of way. We got to make it to where white men, you know, we get more leniency toward white men because they really not supposed to be the ones in bondage. Supposed to be these so-called black men in bondage. So we got to give more leniency to white men because if we keep locking up white men for committing crimes, well, then you know then these black men gonna be out here with all white women. And they own women. They're going to have all the women. So we got to start shifting it a little bit. We got to start coming up with things to lock black men up. You see, oh, you a vagrant. You ain't got no ID. You you ain't got no wallet. You ain't got $5 in your wallet. Oh, you going to jail. White white males walk around broke all the time. I was watching this um, this um, case on this guy yesterday called Richard Speck. You probably don't know who this guy is. Those of you from Chicago will know who this person is if you're old enough, Richard Speck. He's that white boy that killed those uh, eight nurses. I mean, back in the 60s, he butchered these eight nurses, right? Um, basically, all, a bunch of humans, Caucasian and Asian women. He, this guy, Richard Speck, he butchered these, um, he butchered these uh, eight women, right? I mean, he stabbed them up, raped them, all kind of stuff, right? And then he just started, you know, and then he started hanging out around the black people on the black side of town before they caught him. But what what amazed me about this guy, he was walking around with a gun and things like that. You know, a gun, they, he was, it was an illegal gun. The police didn't arrest him. They was looking for him, but they still didn't arrest this guy because they, they couldn't get their story straight on who, who this person was. He was walking around them for like at least a damn week, you know, and, and in the area. He didn't go nowhere. They wouldn't catch this guy. They, couldn't, they wouldn't catch him. I ain't going to say they couldn't. They wouldn't catch him or they you know, basically let him walk around free because he's white. Because in the back of their mind, they really don't think white men belong in jail. White males don't belong in jail. You so-called black males do. Because that, in their mind, is the master-slave paradigm. I mean, he really butchered these women. 
And then the, the, if I'm gonna find this story about Richard Speck. Y'all gonna do you know what ends up happening to Richard Speck? They end up giving first they're gonna, they're gonna give him the death penalty. It's like by the time this case got you know they're gonna give him the death penalty in the seventies, but then they you know all of a sudden they decided not to and they just gave him life in jail, right? Fifty to hundred years in jail. You know what he ended up doing? He didn't even do twenty years of his sentence. He died in jail. They get they say he was all bloated and his you know his insides was all bloated and whatever the case may be. And you know what he did? This dude. God, they gave him in jail, they gave him some hormones so he can grow breasts like a woman. So this dude turned himself into a woman, like, like, like you know, just to grow breasts. He took the hormones. He, I mean, I guess he still had his penis. And they had him in jail with black men having sex with him. I kid you not. I'm going to find this video. I, I, my George, right, he was in jail with women breasted. He didn't have his shirt on. He had breasts like a woman. And he kissing on some black dude leg. I'm like, wow. That's what happened to the big time killer. You see, they put him in the in the in the, in the penitentiary with the black in, uh, inmates. And he talking about he loved it. He loved it there. Yeah, he loved. He talking. About he loved it there. All the fun he having there. Yeah. You know, they turned him into a woman. I'm like, y'all y'all can't be that. Y'all y'all this low and disgusting that y'all y'all would actually. Entertain having sex with this animal, this, this male animal. I'm like, wow. Like no words, like yuck. You see, you know. So that's why that's why when I see now, I was like, yeah, you so-called black men are complicit in your own in your own uh, um, bondage here. Now you are complicit. You see, you are complicit in your in your uh, uh, in your um, own a uh, 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 bondage here today, the way you treat it. That's why I can't stand when I see black men acting like, oh, you know, this is unfair how we being treated and this that, and the third. Like I said, y'all ain't, y'all not innocent, man. You're not innocent. You see, you're not innocent. Okay. Like I said, if you partake in these things, then like I said, you become part of the beast and his system. Right. Right. You become that in this system. And and for and when they put him in there, they probably they probably put him in there as an experience to see if the black men would go for that and have sex with somebody and they obviously they did. I was like, wow. Wow. I was like, wow, I'm I, I, I gotta find I was like I, I, I my my jaw dropped. I'm like, wow, like really wow. Like y'all really did that, for real, you know. But that again, they like I said, they probably just try to see the kick, the kick this thing up to see how you so-called black men in jail would feel about having. Uh, and then, and then I had to ask myself, who gave this, who gave this motherfucker drugs to, to do that to himself in jail? But I just go to show you the so-called white man. He pushed homosexuality. He pushed homosexuality on the plantation. He pushed homosexuality. Another, 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 uh, um, another uh, correlation. He pushed homosexuality on the plantation because, like when Tariq and she was telling this film, they was raping black men too. They wasn't just raping black women and children. They wasn't just molesting. They don't want to talk about that part though. They don't want to talk about how they were molesting them, not just raping the black women, because they want to always make it seem like the black women they they wanted to be with them. And some of the black women did. 
they chose to be with them rather than the fight. And but most of them were just had to be raped. They gang raped black women. They raped little girls. They raped men. They raped children. They did all kinds of rape. So of course they would they would produce a rape culture of a prison because even that rape culture in prison that came from white men. White men were raping each other in prison. Packs of white males was raping each other in prison. They always wanted to make it seem like black males is the face of gang rape in prison. You see, remember when they did that thing on that guy Fleece Johnson when they showed him and they they made a big deal of this guy talking about he a booty warrior and all this stuff. They do stuff like that because they want to make black men look like savages and animals, and you deserve to be locked up in jail, and thus you deserve to be in bondage because you a rapist and you a homosexual and all this. But the white man got rape culture started in prison, just like he did on the plantation. He would send men in, in jail, black men, let them pay them, give them money to go out and rape certain black men, and these niggas would do it. These degenerate niggas would do it. They would rape other black men at the behest of a lot of these prison guards, you know. And they did it on the plantation. They had a gang of niggas on the plantation that would go out here and you would go and you would hold a buck down and you niggas would rape them too with the white man. They did degenerate. You had degenerate bucks up there on the plantation. You had degenerate bucks. Ones who would decide if I can't beat them, I might as well join them. And he and like I said, he lets you be a part of that. You had niggas out here fighting on the fighting side of the Confederacy to help keep black people enslaved. You had black people fighting with them with the Confederate flag. Sick. Pure sickness. Pure degeneracy. And like I said, why this is allowed to happen, why this continues to happen is because people don't know the correlation between the prison and plantation system, that they're both the same. So you don't think that when you out here committing crimes that you basically signing away your, your freedom and you signing away your rights because you're going to be put into bondage. They're going to catch you. It's only a matter of time, especially if you're really doing it. You do something enough out here, you know what I'm saying, commit crimes enough out here, you will be caught. You will be punished. You will be dealt with. That's the message that the beast is sending nowadays, and it's loud and clear. And unfortunately, a lot of a lot of so-called black people are going to continue to fall into this hole. They're going to continue to fall into this constant and continuous state. You see, they're going to continue this. You know, and like I said, they talk about a cycle being broken. A lot of times, you can't break a cycle unless you. You know, come at it with reality and hard truth. A lot of you so-called black people, like somebody said in the video when I talked about the thugs, one of the people in the comment section said, and when I talked about the thugs and the female energy on the thugs, that video is going up very well, and it's becoming, it's going to, I already know it's going to become popular. One of the guys said in the comment section, 99% of the black people can't, can't, cannot, they can't listen to this. It's too much for them. It's too much. It's too real for them. 99% of black people don't want to have this kind con- don't want to have this conversation. Don't want to talk about this. But they gotta talk about it. Because if you're not talking about it today, your children are gonna be suffering from it tomorrow. If you're not talking about it today, your children are gonna be suffering from it tomorrow. They're gonna to be recruited up into gangs and being in the street and whatnot. And next thing you know, they're gonna be locked up in jail. They're gonna get caught up in something and they're gonna be locked up in jail. Because the whole job, the whole mindset of the beast is to put you so-called black men in a cage. 
have you serving them. That's their mentality. That's their mindset. In their mind, they think this, should, this is how the world should be, where you serve them, where you placate to them, where they can degrade you. Because, like I said, when you're dealing with weak and recessive genetics and people, like I said, they hate the ones who are dominant, the ones who are strong, the ones who are powerful. And they, that's why they hate you so-called black men. They loved when they had you in slavery because you represented, you were, you were like a, you were like a massive bull. You know what I'm saying? You were like a prized possession, an animal, a beast. Now, again, this is how they look at you in the sports. You were like a prized racehorse or a bull or something like that. And that's how the same way they look at you on the damn basketball court. I don't care if you Michael Jordan, LeBron James. They could talk all that shit about, oh, you Ed and all. You, you a slave. You were owned by these Caucasians. You were a slave. You're owned by these sports franchises. You're a slave. Even though they pay you money, but you're still a slave. They just throw you a few pennies off the table, but you're still a slave. You ain't going to never own the team. You ain't going to never call a shot. So what does that make you? You're a slave. That's all. We'll be right back again.
as time goes on and uh, the future comes in clearer and clearer, we, we see and um, what we're able to analyze, we should come away from this millennium and definitely the last millennium in which we were born. We're supposed to come away from those millenniums with a certain level of understanding. We're supposed to come away from those millenniums with a certain level of thought that is beyond the average, beyond the, and on the extra. If we're not coming with an extra mental way of thinking, we can't afford to be slaves mentally anymore, prisoners mentally anymore, these people. We can't afford that. It is to our detriment and to our death, so we must become better. We must become smarter. See, that's right now, this cast and this topic that would be totally over the head to the average so-called black person. So that just goes to show you the average so-called black person thinks like a slave. They think like a slave because they can't see that even in their everyday life, how they spend their money, how they communicate with other races of people, they still see themselves as slaves. They still see themselves as prisoners in a society that's not their own. They still see themselves that way, and they always feel like they have to kowtow and ask for equality to be seen as equal with these people in this society, a society that was built on your backs, a system that was built on your backs. The plantation system, the slave system was built on the backs of you so-called black people. It was built on your backs. Just like the prison system is built on your backs, okay. Just like the uh, um, just like the uh, uh, prison system, the 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 plantation system was built on your backs as well. All these systems are built on your backs, and like I said, whenever the so-called white man has to do with it, they always going you know in any kind of business with you, they're always going to try to make sure there's a master-slave dynamic. In other words. They're going to always make sure they own you in some way, shape, or form. You know, something just came to me. I want y'all to think about this for a minute. Something just came to me. You ever hear of any white recording artists talking about bad deals, 360 deals, where they got ripped off? Tell me any white artist you ever heard complain about that. I've never heard that. Can anybody anybody tell me of any white artists, any white recording artists, that have been ripped off by the record companies, been in 360 deals. I've never heard of any. How come I'm always hearing of black people, black singers and recording artists going away broke with no money and whatnot, getting ripped off? How come I always hear about black um, black artists? How come I always hear about them being the ones to get ripped off? How come they all in the 360 deals? You never hear about them with these white rock stars, these white rock singers, Oh, I was in a 360 deal. When the last time you ever heard a white boy ever say he was in a 360 deal, in a slave deal? Can anybody remember that? Does anybody remember any white boys ever talking about they was in some 360 deal where they didn't get their publishing rights and they owe this and they owe that to the record company and whatnot? How many of y'all, how many of y'all can remember hearing them ever say that? You know why? And if you're saying no, you get right to say no. Anybody? Does anybody ever hear? Did anybody ever hear about white boys saying that? You know why? Because they don't do them like that. See, those three sixty deals are what Prince and them called slave deals with the record companies was crafted specifically for you. Because what you don't understand is they these even these Caucasian uh, 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 record owners, 
They hate you. They all hate you. You are nothing but a dollar sign to them that they can take from you. They want to put you in a slave contract. See, for you to – now, you think about this. If you got an artist on your record label, wouldn't you want your artist to be happy? You want your artist to be well-paid, be able to take care of themselves because you want them to keep producing good work, right? So why would you put artists in a deal where they got to be working for you, they got to give you all these albums and whatnot, and they ain't getting next to nothing for the albums? You basically got them in a shitty contract. They can't pay their bills. They all messed up. Why would you want your artists like that? You, they got to give you a piece of their performance money. They got to do all kinds of stuff. So I'm like, why would you want to even introduce an artist who you're, who's going to make money for you? Why would you even want to introduce your artist, an artist to a contract like that? Why would you do that? Because they got that master slave mindset when it comes to you. Anything that you do do with the beast, anything where you feel as though, you know, it, it's going to benefit you both, trust me, in his mind, what he's going to do for you is only going to benefit him. And you're going to end up working for him. That's his mentality. Because I told you, they hate you. They hate you so-called black men. You don't never see them do their own white people dirty like that. They, they, they made it. And again, Prince walked around, uh, Prince of all people, a nigga who ain't, he didn't want to even be black. He didn't even want to be black. For the longest time, he going out talking about he half Italian and half black or Spanish, half Italian and half Spanish. That he wasn't black. But that's, that's what Prince was doing for the longest time. Talking about he half Italian. You see, this is what this nigga was doing. Then they, they gave him his nigga wake-up call, and then he started walking around slave on his face. Now, all of a sudden, you were slave. Because you see that they didn't, you calling yourself, whatever, they didn't make them see you as no different than a nigga. They didn't make them see you, and they treated you like one. They treated you like one. They do, they set up things like this. They set deals up like this for a reason, just for you. Again, even you, Michael Jackson, nigga, you lighten your skin, try to look like a white man. They still treated you like a nigga. They still treated you like a nigga. They still did you dirty. You see, because in their mind, anything that you do, anything that you have belongs to them. In their mind, they they, they feel justified in taking every and anything away from you. And they do it with vitriol because in their mind, they think you should be even in a cage or somewhere being a slave for a white man. That's how they feel about you. That's how the beast feels about you. You see. So, again, don't ever think that these people in, in all walks of life try to put, always put you in a master-slave dynamic when you're doing business with them. They always try to put you in a master-slave dynamic. Like, I'll give you a good example of this. Um, one, of the, one of the brothers is out, and uh, he was uh, selling unlimited books. You know, our company, he was selling unlimited books. Why this Caucasian guy comes up and asks us, do we own the film rights for the stuff? Do we own this? In other words, like, he's trying to go into business. Well, I said, we own all the rights to our stuff. Well, I own all the rights to stuff. And he started trying to ask all kinds of business questions because all that's about, you know, you trying to get an angle on what you can get in where next thing you know you own something. They come, when they come to you and business with you, they're going to try and own something from you or own you. That's their mentality. You see, they got a master mentality. You got a slave mentality. You think you think you think you doing them a favor. You actually you you think they doing you a favor. You actually doing them a favor. They always gonna have a master slave mentality when it comes to you. They always gonna see themselves as masters. You would say, remember that movie Cadillac Records? 
where the guy, you know, the, the uh, white boy, you know, he had them, uh, he had Beyonce on the label. He had some black guy who he was giving a car to. But meanwhile, he ripping off the black dude, taking all the money for the um, for the song and selling. Them. And he owned the publishing rights. The Jew owned the publishing rights. The white boy, and he going to and when the nigga came and asked for his publisher and his money. Oh, didn't I just get you a car? What about that car that you got? That Cadillac you got? You know stuff like that. You get you a Cadillac. Yeah, a Cadillac didn't cost. You know, like I said, you get you a Cadillac. That then that you sign away all your publishing rights, you get a little money up front in the Cadillac, and then you got you got to go on stage, record. But again, they got a slave mentality when it comes to you. Everybody slaves you. Everybody sees you as a slave, and it doesn't help matters any that you all think of yourself that way because the minute you set foot into the criminal world, you so-called black men. The minute you set foot into the criminal world, you become a slave. You see. Because, again, in their mind, you wanting to be free is a crime. You wanting to be free is a crime in the minds of the so-called white man, a lot of these white races. You wanting to be a free man walking. They don't want you walking around free out here because free out here to them means that you free to do whatever you want to do. You free to have sex with as many women as you want to. That's really what they're thinking about more than crime. They're more worried about what you do with your penis than what you do with a goddamn gun. You see, they more worried about that than the gun. They worry about how many women you want to screw out here, white, black, all race, because they know all the women tend to, you know, gravitate towards the so-called black man, the Mesoamerican man. They they know all women tend to gravitate towards you. So they worry about what you're going to do with your penis more than you do with your gun. And will your penis reach their daughters? Will they be, you be impregnating their daughters with little gray seeds? Will you be messing with all the women, spreading out more population and whatnot? That's what they think about. That's why they want to lock you up. That's why they want to lock you up. They don't want you out here spreading them seeds. You see, if they let you, if they let you, uh, 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 if they let you um, have sex, they want it to be under their watchful eye. They want you to go, your woman to come to set, come come up there, and she can have sex with you, and she come back and she pregnant, and they know eventually those children are going to be in the system some kind of way. You see. Because they ain't got no real father to raise them, the father in jail. So they already know some way, somehow, it's all going to come back to them. That's how they look at things when they deal with you. They always look at the vicious cycle of master and slave relation when it comes to you so-called black men. And y'all too stupid. Y'all fall into it. That's why y'all going to keep joining gangs. That's why you dumb niggas going to keep killing each other with dumb shit. That's why you niggas going to keep going to jail or going to the damn going to the damn penitentiary or you going to keep going to going in the damn ground. You see? Cuz like I said, that's the only way this goes. Either the white man feel like you either going to be a slave or in bondage to him or you going to be dead. That's how he sees it with you. He don't really even want you out here now. He cuz you a threat to him. He sees you as a threat. Anybody who has any man who has a penis who can produce as much as you and is masculine for the most part, you know, except for a few exceptions, you a threat. That's why, like I said, you've seen that picture they, I put up on my wall of Kid Cuddy. They had this guy, Kid Cuddy, who, if you look at Kid Cuddy's face, he look like he got one of them thug faces. I'm pretty sure he ain't, but he look like we got one of them thug hood nigga faces and whatnot. You see, they put him in a dress. And they had a white man in a suit walking next to him. They did the same thing with that guy. What's the fat guy from? And now that I think about it, remember the fat guy from um, 
bald-headed guy who sings crazy, the bald-headed CeeLo Green. Then they have him in the wedding dress next, and he is hand-in-hand with a white man uh, 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 and, that, and that Danger Mouse, that group. This nigga went on the red carpet. He had on a damn wedding dress, and, and the white man had on the damn suit, his partner, Danger Mouse. You see? When he was doing that, that little um, uh, collaboration. Because when they have you in bondage like that, when they have you in bondage like that, they're going to effeminize you, black men. They're going to effeminize you when you're in bondage. You see? They're going to break you. They're going to buck break you. That's why they had they go back to the little rascals. When you see Spanky, the little, you see the black and white picture I put up there, or what you think is a little girl, but that's actually a little boy. That's Billy Thomas, Buckwheat. But he had him next to Spanky. And they why why they got Buckwheat dressed up like a little girl? You know why they had Buckwheat dressed up like a little girl? Because Buckwheat was the only black kid, the only so-called black kid there, and all the white boys, they liked Darla. Now, Darla it was the white girl with the black hair. They had them all. They had one. They had a scene where they had all the boys, and they, and they had they had buckwheat up there. He had he, they had dressed him like a boy by this time, and he was up there with the white boys, and they was all like trying to talk to Darla and whatnot. And you know, a lot of white people went crazy over that. Yeah, they had he dressed up. That's that's a little boy dressed up like a girl, and the little rascals. So they've been trying to emasculate you black men. So when as soon as they get you in the prison system, like I said, that's why a lot of prison rates is basically um, uh, um, pushed on by the um, by the um, by the prison guards. You, pr- you niggas rape on each other. That's how sick and demonic y'all have become in this system, man. But anyway, let me go ahead and uh, read this question before we get out of here. Um, is the person is the prison system and the plantation system the same? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You're going to go in there and you're going to be giving free labor, giving your free labor to these Caucasians and their system, their penal system, their prison system. You're going to be giving them your free labor. And like I said, just because you guys might be up north in jail uh, and you and they, they, they're going to have you working. They got y'all working. Either you're going to be working, uh, uh, um, working the um Either you're going to be doing you're going to be doing some kind of work around the, around the prison, whether you're cleaning the kitchen up, whether you're uh, fixing food, whatever. They're going to use you to maintain the prison. They ain't hiring no damn staff to work no no uh, in no prison. The only staff they hire is correction officers to kill y'all or beat y'all into submission if y'all act up. Other than that, they ain't hiring nobody to clean up no goddamn prison. That's what you guys are going to do. Basically, you're going to maintain where you live like slaves. They ain't got to pay nobody. They give you niggas pennies that gonna go in the commissary. It's gonna go right back to the corporation and where you get your commissary from. Right? You can't make. You can't. You can't. I don't think you can transfer that money outside nowhere. But it ain't no real money. But this is what you end up becoming. If so, then why are these the same? Because like I said, the people that crafted this system, they did it all out of the mindset of slavery. Everything was meant to keep you so-called black men in bondage in a constant and continuous bondage. Who constructed this? system. White men just constructed this system. White males constructed this system. White boys, they constructed the system. You see, they good at constructing systems. Right? Why is it still uh, used today? Because, again, they still see you as a threat today. They'll never really accept you into this current three-dimensional society of America. 
So you so-called black men, you need to tread lightly. You need to walk with caution in these days, as you always need to walk with caution, even though this is your homeland. Because as long as the beast lives, as long as the beast exists, he don't want to see our people walking free. They don't. And they join the police force and all these other forces just to get you, it's just to put you in that setting. And they're not trying to solve no crimes and no do anything. Their whole thing is to exterminate you and put you in bondage. What does slavery and crime um, got to do with one another? Because they teach you that, you know, you're in bondage because you were born black and you're cursed and you did something wrong to be born with dark skin. That's what they taught you in bondage. They tried to make you, they tried to criminalize you in slavery to make you think that you deserved it. And if you think it, because, you know, us being law-abiding people by nature, we think, well, damn. If I if I guess I deserve this, I guess I got to serve out this sentence. A lot of people start thinking like that. So they had to finesse on people with the whole, you a criminal because you was born black angle, so you're meant to serve me. And then after you finish serving me, you get to go to heaven and you free. Damn that. Damn that. And goddamn anybody who put up with that. But that's it. I'm going to close out in the name of Amen by the power of Amen. And I'm in we trust, and I'm in we think, and I'm we continue for it forever. I am the intellectual new Dominicari. This has been Mental Act Radio. I'll see you guys back here tomorrow night at 10. Good night, good night, good night.